0: And Welcome back to the show. I'm excited to be joined by Luigi Prestonenzi today. Luigi is the co-founder and head of growth at Sales IQ Group. He's the host of the Sales IQ podcast, which is an awesome podcast, so make sure you hit subscribe on that bad boy. Um, he's a passionate father and a sales practitioner. Luigi is constantly putting out cracking content all the time, so make sure you do follow him on LinkedIn. Luigi, a warm welcome, Squire. How are you doing? Oh brother, man! What an introduction. That is like that is good. That's how I need to come home every day. That's how my kids need to, uh, <laughs> to say hello to me every day. That would be great. I uh, appreciate you joining us, man, and excited to to chat through, learn from your good self. Um, so as always, there's a few main things we'd like to learn from you, Luigi. We want to learn your top business growth tips. We want to learn your top digital marketing strategies, and I'm sure there'll be some offline ones in there as well. And um, being a sales practitioner, you are. But before we get to that, it'd be great to have a quick snapshot of your story. So if you could learn a bit more about your background, so perhaps where you grew up, a few of the key places you've worked at, and some of the lessons that you learned at each one along the way. So it could be sales lessons, could be marketing, or could be business lessons that you could share with us. That'd be a fantastic start, Luigi. Yeah,
1: and and, and again, thanks for having me on your show, mate. Um, So yeah, a bit about me. So um, I grew up up in Melbourne, um, Australia. Um, spent you know a lot of my life here and, and obviously traveled for work which has been awesome because I love traveling. Um, my career in sales started uh, pretty much in from a young age. Um, I had a, I had an incredible uh, person to watch um, who I, you know it kind of inspired me to be a sales pro and that was my mum. My mum actually worked for a company called Mary Kay and uh, awesome. from an early age I saw her um, do incredible things and she achieved incredible outcomes through just sheer tenacity persistence and perseverance and uh, as an Italian migrant um, her, her ability to sort of you know first came into, come to Australia with, with no, no, no English background um, to do what she did kind of inspired me and um, school wasn't for me uh, I really struggled to adapt to school and the learning style and, and all that sort of stuff and so I fell into a sales role and I was so lucky I fell into a sales role and fell into a role in a call center. Um, okay, you know, nice. Doing old school telemarketing. And uh, I tell you what, man, like, you know, the, you know the movie The Boiler Room?
0: Love that film. Where,
1: you know, yeah, it's just hardcore, <laughs> 80 people in a room, selling yeah. telecommunications, a guy at the front, he's kind of like a spruker. Yeah. Um, and that was my kind of, you know, entering the world of selling. And um, early on in my career, I had this sort of, Negative because, you know, back in early 2000s or or late 90s, early 2000s, there was a little bit, especially in Australia, you know, Australia's always kind of have looked down on sales, on on outbound selling. And um, and so I wanted to move out of sales and I wanted to become a sales rep. You know, I wanted the car and anyway, a couple of years later, fell into a job in inside sales. Um, And uh, for three years, three consecutive years, I tried to get the sales rep role four interviews by the fourth, I was told you can't sell. I'm like, okay. Ouch man. Big ouch. I was uh, 22 years old. They said, you can't sell man. And, uh, I said, okay. So I, I quit and I went to uni. I thought well, I'm going to go to uni, man. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get a degree because I need a degree. I was, I can't sell. I need something to fall back on. Right. Okay. Um, and, uh, unfortunately some had some health issues and it's a story for another day and I had to stop, I had to stop going to uni. It um, was only like two months into it. And so anyway, fast forward, I've, I've got myself another job in an admin role, got into, I finally got into sales into a, into an outside selling role. Fast forward in a couple of years and I was head of business development for a large leadership firm in Australia. So this is a few years later and I actually sold to the company that said I couldn't sell. And I sold oh, wow. a four million, yeah, I sold a four a training solution. <laughs> yeah, it was an awesome feeling. And it was just under four mil training solution that I sold them. Um, nice and, uh, and some of the people that had told me that I couldn't sell were still there in the same role. So it was kind of like a, um, it was it was the sale that happened that kind of, you know, it, it kind of inspired me being told, you can't sell and you're never going to get this job and, um And uh, it it did. It inspired me to sort of take the opportunity to just keep learning and keep being the best I could be. Um, Definitely. So there's
0: a few things we've covered so far. If we could just have a very quick recap. So when you said um, right at the start, Luigi, you said you were selling, but you wanted to get into sales. Does that mean you're like a, a business development representative or sales development representative generating appointments or something different? Yeah, just man, it was literally like you call telemarketing, which they call oh, okay. you. Know, it, you know, yeah, it was, yeah,
1: it was old school calling, literally calling mums and dads at home, trying to connect them from one telephone service to another.
0: <laughs> ah, um, got it. Right.
1: Got man. It right. I've done you know door to door selling. I've done kiosk selling in shopping centres. Um, you know, old school, which is still it's still relevant today. Yeah. Um, and I think obviously transition to B two B. And that was awesome, uh, and, and you know, and so many disciplines, so many methodologies and philosophies that apply in the B two C world also apply in the B two B world, and vice versa, right? Um, because the reality is, people buy from people, and that is probably the most important fundamental of selling. People buy from people. People buy from people they trust, and so you know, that was one of the, the first books I ever read was from a guy called, um, obviously, not sure if you know G- Jeffrey Gittemore and the sales Bible. And then another, another book called relationships, relationship selling by one of my all time favorite authors, Jim Kafka. Nice. Um, nice. and they were the two sort of, you know, earlier books that I'd read.
0: Awesome dude. Okay. So I'm guessing there was probably a lesson learned when you, when you got rejected from this company. So they basically said you weren't good enough. Um, and then a few years later you went on and actually sold them a 4 million deal, which is obviously quite, a, quite a sweet thing. Yeah. I'm guessing. It must have, been, must have been hard though, overcoming that objection and then working through it to get yourself up. I think you said head of business development you were for a company and then you sold this cracking deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. so obviously, you know, there's a few roles in between there during my career. Sure. Um, and I've done everything from, you know, from phone sales, um, you know, phone outbound, inside sales, you know, business development rep, business development manager, Um, right through to managing my own sales team and omni-channel as well. So managing people in kiosks, um, door-to-door contact centers. So uh, And I've absolutely loved every minute of it. I think
0: every opportunity to to do something different in the world of selling is an an opportunity to learn. Fantastic, man. And just before we move on to where we are today, um, where you're at the Sales IQ Group, so you've co-founded that. Are there any other lessons that you could share with us perhaps across your journey that you picked up in terms of it could be a sales, it could be marketing, it could be business in general?
1: Um, yeah, I think, I think it, the biggest lesson for me is always be open to learning, right? Is that regardless of how you think you're good at something, always take the opportunity to be the apprentice and really be open to wanting to learn and wanting to improve what you do. I think that's the biggest lesson that I can take that I've taken through my journey. And if I look back at the times where I've plateaued in my career, it's the times where I've haven't been, I haven't had that growth mindset and I've, I've, I thought I've knew everything. The reality is we don't. Right. Um, And uh, so I think the biggest piece of advice I can give any seller, any entrepreneur, anyone that's looking to, you know, to, to, to grow their business or to grow themselves. The first thing you've got to focus on is actually being open to growth
0: Um, And and being open to growth within self first before a business happens, right? Dude, that's possibly one of the the best things (laughs) anyone's ever said on this podcast. Um, (laughs) And there's been a lot of good things said. Um, I can tell you this for one thing without boring the audience too much. because They have probably heard me ramble on it before. But before I started investing in myself, so whilst I may have been selling, I call it selling. um, I was kind of stumbling along and occasionally hitting targets since the age of, let's say, 21. And I'm what, 29 now but I only started probably investing in myself maybe two years ago. Um, yeah. So when I say investing in myself, I mean actively listening to podcasts pretty much every day, reading when I can. Um, it's, it's mainly podcasts at the moment because we've got a newborn baby, so he's crying all the time. Yeah. So he's putting on podcasts in the background. You know what it's like. Um, yeah. But that once I started doing that, and once I started taking on this information, watching videos, podcasts, my sales just went up, 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 steadily, steadily, steadily. And it's to so some... Carry on, man.
1: I was going to say like you know and that there's a direct correlation between you know like I had one year that it was a stellar year for me. I've got an award behind me, which was a um back in two thousand and twelve before I started sales i q in my last organization um I was the number one sales leader globally for about sixty countries, and I had a stellar year, and um some would call it like. But uh, there was no luck because the amount of proposals I didn't win and the amount of nights that I, I didn't get to see my kids and the amount of nights I slept at the office um, was the reason why I had that luck. And I, I actually, it's funny that we're having this chat because I was speaking to somebody that I coached this morning who's found themselves with a bit of a negative mindset. And that year that I won, every single day, I listened to the same, you're going to laugh, the same CD. Every okay. single day, What right? was the CD? It's from Paul J. Meyer. And okay. uh, it was a speech that he did, it was, it was incredible man. It's a 45 minute and, he, and it was every single, cause it was in the car, right? You're selling, you're driving around, so you had lots of time. We didn't have like access to podcasts and all that, right? And every single day, we listened to the same podcast. And me and a colleague, we used to, we used to like recite some of the stuff but guess what, man, my, my, my attitude, my mindset was just like, you could not break me. doesn't matter what happened in the sales process, how many nos i got, you couldn't break me. Right. And as he said, you know, um, it was oozing out of me, the positivity, the belief, the self-belief. And so, you know, when I look back and uh, having this chat with one of the guys that I coach today, it's, you know what, there's so much right now, with everything going on globally, there's so many things that can cause us to be a little bit fixed, to be a bit negative in our mindset. Right. There's so much we can't control, but there are th- so many things we can control, and we can control our routine. We can control what we do in the morning. We can control the positive input. Do we look at Facebook first thing in the morning, or do we actually listen to a podcast, or do we read, you know, a book, or do we look at our goals? Right? Um, you know, what what does that routine look like? And I'm not suggesting, you know, people say you've got to get up at 4am and all that stuff. Look, I get up super early because I work. For a client in the US in the time zone, I need to be up very early. But you do what works for you. If you don't want to get up at four, if you want to get up at seven, get up at seven. Get up at any time you need. But the minute you're on, you've got to be on, right? And that's one of the things that I've learned throughout my career. And like I said, when I think back to this, if I think back, I have had a, you know, there's been moments the last three months I've had a bit of a negative mindset. And if I look back, I'm like, why is that? Is it because of COVID? Is it because I'm not, I can't travel, being homebound? No, it's because I forgot the basics. So anyway, man, we just kind of went off on a we bit of We went off tangent. on a tangent,
0: but it was, it was great. And I know exactly what you mean. It's like yesterday, I, I lost a reasonably sized deal and I was down for about an hour. But then I thought, look, what, what's this negativity actually going to do for me? Yes, I'm pissed off for a little while, but I need to crack on. I need to get on with the rest of my work and try and get some other deals done. So anyway, let's, let's push forward. So let's talk a bit about your, your current business, Um, sales IQ group which I know you're running with Tony Hughes so let's let's learn a bit more about the light bulb moment why you founded it and how you've grown it over the years yeah so the light bulb moment
1: for me was um, you know there's a lot of there's a lot of sales training companies globally and uh, you know there's a lot of great content out there and you know I just wanted to I wanted to enable organizations to have access to some of the best content and not just one methodology right um, not just one training program from one person that they deem the best. And, uh, and so our, our, our methodology is to bring some of the best experts around the world um, to enable organizations to get access to multiple people, multiple content you know, providers, multiple experts. We've got Mary Lou Tyler. We've got Tony Hughes. Um, we've got Ken McLaughlin. Um, you know, we've got Justin Michael, who's one of the best when it comes to top of the funnel sort of um, tech stacks and sequencing and all that sort of stuff. And so the vision for that business was to enable businesses because one methodology, one sales process doesn't enable you to be the best you can be. You need multiple pieces of content. You know, great learners are learning all the time. So we just wanted to enable organizations to get access to that content, get access to you know, incredible people that can help them grow their business and help accelerate you know, performance of their sales team. So that was my vision when I first started in 2013. We've helped some you know, incredible organizations along the way And recently got into you know partnership with Tony Hughes, who is the expert, the foremost expert when it comes to um, top of the funnel selling um, and you know strategic selling. So um, you know our team is growing. We're growing as a business. Really enjoying it. There's some highs, there's some lows, there's some challenges. Um, There's some fun times. And so yeah, man. It sounds like you've
0: got a superstar sales team right there. Tony's a legend, and the rest of the guys absolutely sells. Sounds scary. So cool. Um, so was, was it tough bringing, starting the business or building it up? Did you already have a kind of client roster or tell us a bit more about how you've built it up? I know it's, how long has it been going yeah. now? A couple of years or so?
1: Yeah. So look, I've been consulting for a number of years, um, you know, over seven years now. And, uh, you know, was it hard when I started actually it wasn't, you know, I left a job which I was head of business development. I was incredibly well paid. I was making a shitload of commission but my family circumstances changed, and I needed to have a more flexible work life. And I was travelling a lot, and I needed to be home more. So I consulted because of lifestyle change. Um, within about three months, I had too many clients. Um, so for me, winning business was never a problem. So I actually never had that problem. Um, so yeah, we just got off to a to a raging start. And you kind of, I, I did a did another business while I was doing that, and that didn't work. Um, but it worked, and then it failed. So, uh, you know, I've kind of dipped in a few different things. It's just that the whole, the whole journey, right? Um, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Definitely, man. Okay.
0: Well, let's jump in on this show. We love to take the angle of digital marketing, but I know you guys are pretty hot on offline marketing, things like cold calling, things like cold email, et cetera. So let's talk a bit more about the channels that you've invested in over the last few years and what's worked well for you and what you recommend for anyone tuning in to, to look into.
1: Yeah. So um, obviously offline is a big, a big one for us, you know, um, identifying your ideal account profile or the ideal customer profile and your buy personas and then building very targeted lists um, and then, you know, using cold outreach across an omni-channel model um, to engage with a prospect and bring them into your funnel. Um, And and that's a, that's a big part of our business, but you know, we're, we're really fortunate. We have a, a strong inbound lead pool as well. People subscribing to our webinars downloading our white papers you know some of our tools magnets um, etc so and uh, we've also used digital marketing campaigns such as facebook and you know instagram and a few other um, campaigns because you can't just be relying on one particular channel you need to have multiple channels open at every given time because when one's not performing you've got something else it's kind of a bit of a balance right
0: Perfectly, yeah, that's perfect. I completely agree, man. And is there one channel you say that is uh, superior to the others? That's really outperformed everything else. That is the best way for for you at the moment to generate leads, or is a mix?
1: Well, right now, and and it's been a continual. Like right now, I'm conducting cold outreach, and uh, has been the, the the best performing the best performing channel for us, um, especially in the B two B selling. You know, it's a little bit different um, business to consumer sales. Um, but in the in the B two B environment, um, or selling to enterprise or bid market opportunities, um, you know, identifying the account and reaching out to them proactively, in a way that's um, focused on them, not on you, uh, delivers every single time. Your CPL is lower and your CPA is lower, and you can predictably scale your pipeline based
0: on that methodology. Love it, man. And just to wrap things up, is there one thing that businesses should be doing with digital marketing that could benefit in their business? Absolutely. Use outbound as a mechanism to drive
1: inbound. So when you, do, when you build your inbound lead pool, is don't think that that lead is ready to buy and make sure you have a cadence that caters for inbound. So think about your buyer persona. When they come into the funnel, what's your process? How quick are you responding to them? How many times are you touching them over what period of time? Because for inbound, um, inbound, you know, the data shows that 80% of inbound leads answer between the ninth and the 13th attempt and the average business stops after 2.1 attempts. Yeah. So you, you did a really good time. video
0: on that actually, Eiji. I watched it yesterday. I know you put yeah. that with vanilla stuff, that little promo on LinkedIn, which I actually loved. Um yeah. I think we're all guilty of it at times. So an inbound lead comes in, you whack it in the CRM, you maybe call them over a couple of days, send them a couple of emails, then you just forget about it. Um, yeah, you're leaving too much on the table, right? And so for the cost of, you know, what it costs you to
1: generate an inbound lead. So my biggest piece of advice is, you know, use an outbound strategy to nurture your inbound leads and you'll see an incredible increase
0: um, in your conversions and your CPA will drop. That's quality. I've never, I've never thought of it that way. Um, <laughs> It's, no, it's just, just so good. I mean, a lot of like I say, so many people, myself included, have just been guilty of just sending an email, sending a call, or doing a call rather, when there's yeah. so many channels yeah. that you can adopt. And like I say, if you, if, you, if you take on the multi-channel approach and you don't treat it as something that's already sold and you keep working it until you get the response, be it the meeting booked or be it closed, no yeah. deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and all I
1: think about, like, and and think about how many channels you can engage in with. So if you've got them from Facebook, use Messenger right? Use phone, use text, use messenger, take them to LinkedIn, find them on LinkedIn, right? Um, You know, find them on LinkedIn and then send them a a voice memo on LinkedIn. I mean, you can use an omni-channel approach. WhatsApp is becoming very popular as well for people. So the more channels you can use through the outreach process, the higher chance you're going to have to engage with the prospect. Um, And that is how you're going to get the best out of your digital marketing
0: spend. Love it, dude. Just to wrap up whilst we're on the topic, have you got any advice for closing emails? Well, so that's, that's probably not the best word. What I mean is, um, for example, if someone completely stops responding, so say you've got an inbound lead, it's been a month or so, there's no response at all. So I, I saw, I can't remember who posted it, but someone on LinkedIn said there was a subject title, Aliens. And then there was three yeah. options. It was like, Steve, not heard from you in a while. Um, Let me know if it's one, two, or three. One, um, you got abducted by aliens. Two, no longer interested. Three, you've been super busy and you want to pick up on the project this week.
1: Yeah, I've used. You know, it's funny. I've used a couple of those breakup emails too. Um, You know, when and when the Avengers was on, we used one around you know Thanos and stuff. And um, yes, those breakup emails can work well. I think the key is is when you get past that breakup, if they've ghosted you, try them again. You know, like try them again in another, another two weeks later, put them into another cycle of cadence. But remember the, the one, the biggest piece of advice I can give around this is really think about the value that you're distributing through your cadence. Like if they've got to a point of what you call closed, lost, uncontacted, right? right? Because they've never answered first review your content, the content that you've dished up to them. Has it been of value? Have you really thought about the buy persona and the outcome they're trying to achieve and how have you served up content that's going to help them regardless whether they buy from you? If you've done that, great. Next thing, do it again. Like put them through another cycle, another cadence, right? And, and, and continue to, to, to try to engage with them. It's not about harassing them. It's just about purely the amount, of out, the amount of notifications people get every day. They're just not seeing your missed calls. They're not seeing your text messages, So that's my biggest piece of advice. Keep persisting.
0: Awesome, man. This has been epic. So a few key takeaways for me today is one, always be learning. Um, The second one, probably control your daily activities and your routine, even when you aren't feeling as good. Um, The final one was um, treating inbound lead like an outbound lead and and just keep working it. it, man. Love it. Love it. Awesome, dude. So, Luigi, we'd like to ask everyone that comes on this show if you could thank just one person, either dead or alive, having a positive influence on your good self and your career. Who would that be, and why?
1: You know what? I think you know. I've been asked that question before, but um, for me, thinking of my story, I think my mum. I've actually haven't, haven't said this before, but I think my mum is somebody I'd want to thank because from an early age, you got to see somebody, um, can you know, to persevere and you know have a goal and just use a relentless focus on achieving that goal and uh and i think that's where if i look at my one of the things that makes me such i think makes me a good sales professional is the fact that i persevere and i have a mindset which is very very positive and i take that from seeing my mum in action when i was such a young young little man so yeah that's a person i'd like to thank
0: Great role model, man. Well, everyone, you've been tuning into Sam's Business Growth Show, where we sit down with business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We find out their story, how digital marketing has helped along the way, and exclusive tips and insights to help you skyrocket your business. Luigi, tell us a bit more about your company, how people can get in touch, and the best way to connect with you, sir. Yeah,
1: awesome, man. So a bit about my company, so salesiqglobal.com. Um, you can find me there. We've got some great tools. we have got some free stuff. So head to the website. Um, I'd love you to, to hunt me down on LinkedIn. Just type in Luigi. There's not many Luigis in the world of LinkedIn. So when you that's type good. me in, I usually come up number one or two. Um, and uh, so that's the place to find me. And obviously my podcast, the sales IQ podcast, um, is, is where I sort of push out my own view on the world of selling. So uh, that's where you can find
0: me. Definitely. And be sure to to subscribe to that, guys. Excellent. Luigi, thanks so much, mate. Thanks, brother. Are you tired of constantly hunting for new customers? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending lots of money on advertising, but your website is failing to convert all of your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of new customers. If you'd like to learn more about our unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you, connect with Sam Dunning on LinkedIn, or book a free 20-minute consultation via webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Subscribe today for more digital marketing, sales, and business growth tips from the experts.